0: are now listening to the dynasty rewind welcome back to the dynasty rewind i'm your host michael bauer the best in the business is once again back in business joined tonight by my faithful co-host nate the professor christian nate how are we
1: this evening we're doing pretty good. We're buzzing right now because the Spurs just picked up the first overall pick in the NBA draft, which means Wemby is coming to San Antonio. Cool.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. I know this. Takes
1: every single inch of it.
0: Thank you, thinks. Nate. Um, I'm not a real big hoops guy, to be honest with you. I do know that the Sixers are in need of a new coach now. They fired Doc Rivers yesterday. So, But it do be what it do be, as they say. So, filling the third co-host chair tonight. You guys have been asking about him. It is the triumphant return of Phil Porkman Simmons. Pork, how are
2: we doing tonight? Appreciate it. Can I get the clappy, clapping yeah, things cool. or something? Man? Where is it, Can I get the sizzle?
0: Oh, the sizzle. Um, yeah, I think I actually got rid of the sizzle because... Wow. Just, well, the problem with the sizzle was you couldn't really hear it too well. It just sounded like it static. Was. Um, So, I'd have to find something different. I just... I haven't but pork welcome back how are you
2: i'm doing well um for the people that have been looking for me you know i was just dealing with a little bit of family issues you know and mental health is important i had to take a little bit of break from fantasy um you know take care of family life taking care Mm -hmm. of work life and that stuff gets a little tough so you know just like cam newton I'm back. <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit a little bit more um, of other things. Me and Mike spoke the other day, and uh, I'm, you're going to see a lot of this face. Okay? I know, Mike, you're going to say this face is ugly, but this is a beautiful face, and we're yeah. going to make a lot of money doing this.
0: I'm not going to say that about the round mound of Rewind. And don't forget, <laughs> Pork has not gone anywhere just because he's not on the podcast every week. You can still find him, patreon.com forward slash tennis Rewind, so we get backstage access to all of us 24-7 ish depending on how late we are up but we're always there so come check us out but pork glad to have you and your Mm -hmm. beautiful smiling face back on the podcast but we have stashed pork in the background and today we're talking about dynasty rookie stashes god i'm so good at segways so let's talk about it we know that hit rates in the fourth and fifth round of rookie drafts could be low or sometimes even non-existent but there are and there should be players that you're going to target You don't want to just trade your picks away. Sometimes you could be losing value in trading those picks, or it just could be a waste of your time. So you want to have targets there. We're going to talk about these guys and why, and let's get into it. Nate, we're going to start with you. Huge shocker there. What is your first
1: stash? Yep, so my first stash is a guy that doing some research became a guy that I'm excited to stash. You know, we come into this, and we don't just – pick guys out of thin air. We, we look at what opportunities are out there in the late rounds. Cause in the late rounds, you're looking at guys that have a pathway to opportunity to touches to getting some volume. Because like we've said before, if you're looking to pick up starters, a third, fourth, fifth round, you're not picking up starters. Your team's not good. Okay. So with these, th- these late round picks, we're looking for upside. And through my research, I found that Tyler Scott, Wide receiver for the Bears, has a lot of upside, and is a guy that I am looking to stash. So Tyler Scott, currently 45th in the rookie rankings once you keep trade cut. Uh, That makes him the 409. So you're picking up Tyler Scott in the late fourth round. Darnell Mooney is coming off an injury. He's also in a contract year. So right there, we can already see that, hey, there's a path time maybe a year from now for Tyler Scott because he does play the same position as Darnell Mooney. He plays that Z receiver. So Darnell Mooney was a fifth rounder, Tyler Scott's a fourth rounder. Maybe the Bears, who have had success with the early day three pick at wide receiver, are looking to do it again. And also, Mooney's probably not sticking around very long because the Bears over the past decade have not extended any wide receivers or tight ends in 10 years. And they just acquired Chase Claypool and DJ Moore. So with that significant investment into the the position group, I don't think Mooney's going to be a third investment into that group. They drafted Tyler Scott to replace him. So Scott would have an opportunity to see snaps certainly um, next year. But we're looking at also guys that can get, make some make some noise this year because that's how value rises. And Mooney's coming off of the injury. So Tyler Scott has the ability, the chance to make some noise this year if Mooney struggles to get on the field at the beginning of the season or maybe struggles to perform coming off of the injury. Lance Zerline of NFL.com rate it. Tyler Scott and his eventual plus starter with a day two grade on him. I also had a late third, early fourth round grade on him. So we, I, we, the draft people, you know, the people watching the film, the analytical people, we all kind of like Tyler Scott as a prospect, maybe not one of the top guys, but definitely an NFL talent. He was a junior Olympic sprinter and high school running back returns kicks scouts talked about his versatility for the team, you know, four, four speed with a nearly 40 inch vertical, Five foot eleven, one eighty five. So good height, good size. Scott was really productive. His third season with Cincinnati, second team All American, fifty four receptions, eight hundred ninety nine receiving yards, sixteen point six yards per reception, and nine touchdowns. He was an early declare coming out after his third year, and I'm comp- I'm excited to pick up to Tyler Scott in the middle late of the fourth round. Stash him in my taxi squad and see what happens. I don't need production from Tyler Scott early in the season. If he can give me production, maybe at the end of the season or just next year. That's all I'm looking for at this point. That's what we're doing with guys in the taxi. We're looking at how can we stash these guys for a year and see their value increase.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. It's just interesting that the Bears haven't extended anybody. now. <laughs> right? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I that's, feel like that's weird. The Bills are, are – f- the Bears are filled with guys now that we've just been waiting to do something. DJ Moore, we've been waiting for it. Chase Mm -hmm. Claypool had that good rookie season taper off. And Darnell Mooney's the guy that we've been waiting for, too. So, personally, I will stash Tyler Scott, too. Uh, Pork, would you stash him?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely stashing. Nate has had some really good points there.
0: Yeah, I will admit, Nate, you talked me into him a little bit there. Uh, I know, Yeah, that's the truth. (laughs) With what you're paying for him, I don't hate. If you get a guy that could be an eventual starter throwing them on your taxi, I'm okay with that. But, Pork, let's move on to you. I should have filled out the show sheet sooner because this was going to be my guy. It's okay. I pivoted. But what do you got for us?
2: So I'm going with uh, Uncle Luke Schumacher from uh, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, uh, 6'6", 250. Um, He's currently going into the mid to late uh, picks in the rookie drafts. Uh, We all know Dalton Schultz moved on. And at this point, he's the only really good uh, receiving tight end on that team behind uh, Tony Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. And, you know, those guys don't sound too sexy. Um, So we might as well go with Luke. Um, You know, Dak needs his security blanket, his little blankie that he throws the ball to when, you know, he gets nervous in the pocket. So that's the guy that he's going through to. Um, When it comes to Schumacher, though, I was looking at his film. Um, He's an awesome tight end when it comes down to his route running, catching the ball in space and in tight spots. And he kind of slowly kind of reminds me of a Jason Witten. You know, you kind of see how Witten runs his routes. And he doesn't look fast, right? But he's always open at some points. Like, he knows which ways to go. And when I was looking at Michigan film, who I absolutely hate, uh, they he was actually getting open. And we saw a lot of Jason Witten type of traits uh, when it comes to him. So when when it comes to Luke, um, I, I can't stand the Cowboys, but When it comes to what we see in him, he he looks like a person that might be the type of person that's going to be, uh, relevant in year one when it comes down to just a receiving work. Um, when the the other two are probably going to be a blocking uh type in that offense, but you know because we always see the tight ends that are going to be, um, takes like maybe two to three years to develop but it also depends on the offense. If if they need you on the field to produce and you're getting open, you're going to get thrown the ball. So you might be in the slot, like a big slot type of guy um, in that offense, and you're getting open and catching the ball that way. But when it comes to it, I, I think for the value we're getting him into the, you know, mid to late third, early fourth, and some rookie drafts I've been seeing, I think it's a guy that can produce early and often, and his stock will rise as the season's going.
0: I think it's crazy to me how late he's going.
1: Just, yeah, I think he feels very—he yeah. uh, feels very Daniel Bellinger to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, I mean, I, I can understand Daniel Bellinger getting drafted later. He's a fourth-round draft pick. Um, whereas Luke, we're talking about a second-round draft pick yeah. of a team that will, we've seen the Dallas Cowboys when they have a good tight end, Jason Witten, Dalton Schultz, who's kind of a buy-low for me right now too, because Houston needs mm-hmm. something. Um, right. That, that offense looks a lot better. So it's just surprising to me. Um, you know, I know Brenton Strange was drafted in the same round. Personally, I'd put my stake on Schumacher. So, definite stash for me, Nate. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm stashing Luke Schumacher. I'm picking him up in a lot of places. I think whenever you can get a day two tight end this late, I'm um, playing a lot of tight end premium leagues. Um, I I love stashing him.
2: Yeah, so he um, he has to be Uncle Luke, Mike. We gotta we have to call him Uncle Luke from like the right. early '90s.
0: You realize that he's about like one. When... <laughs> Luke Schumacher was born I was getting my driver's license right so <laughs> to believe me calling him uncle <laughs> just throwing it out there I was in high school when Luke Schumacher... No you
2: got to you got um, to I'll, I'll explain it to you later it's freak Nick back in the 90s but we'll talk about cool. that later
0: I don't know what that is um <laughs> all right so I had to pivot but that's okay because you know what I have a tendency to be obnoxious and talk about the same person over and over again and I get to do it tonight So my stash is Dwayne McBride, 7th round draft pick of the Minnesota Vikings. Again, we're talking 4th or 5th round draft pick. You're not looking for a starter, but there's a pathway there, and I'm going to tell you why. He's currently going at the 404, and I'm using uh, DLF's May ADP here, which is the most current that I could find. And as player number 40 off the board and running back 15, there has been speculation about Dalvin Cook movement. Right. And if he moves on McBride is currently sitting behind Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler say right now, Chandler is all right. He's okay. I like Ty Chandler a little bit. Dwayne McBride is a better pure runner than Ty Chandler. And Hey, guess what? I don't think Alexander Madison's a full-time ball carrier. I don't think he has it in him. Let me tell you why Madison has started six games since 2020, none in 2022 and did not start any in his rookie season. And in those games, he's 117 carries, 477 yards, and three touchdowns. So he averages 4.07 yards per carry. And uh, receiving-wise, 23 catches, 260 yards, and no touchdowns. So it's just wildly inconsistent when he's a starter. He's either really freaking good or he's really freaking bad. And there's really no in-between. Now, I know McBride was not really given the chance as a receiving back in college, but I think he could do it. I think he'll be given a chance. The Minnesota Vikings, they're going to throw down. They're going to check down to the running backs. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can't see them being the type of team that's like, you're the running back, you're the receiving back. Dalvin Cook kind of does everything. And you're drafting this guy at the 404. And I think as time goes on, the longer Dalvin Cook stays on the roster, the cheaper Dwayne McBride's going to get. The reality is you're drafting him. You're putting him right on your taxi. You're not keeping him on the bench. You're not putting him in your lineup. You're going to throw him down there. And because it's a late pick, stashing him, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't do anything, bye. It's easy. So you find Dwayne McBride's on the waiver wire, but he's here right now. Nate, probably not stashing him.
1: You know what? I, I will actually stash Dwayne McBride because I think someone's going to happen with Dalvin Cook, and that's right. why I'm willing to uh, stash McBride. But if I'm stashing McBride – I'm stashing him because something's happened to Dalvin Cook, which means I'm not putting him on my taxi squad. Because then I mean, I'm wasting are, the taxi squad spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's. It, okay, well then, this is time to tight be aware of taxi man. This is time to be aware of tight uh, taxi rules. Some allow you to move guys, however, throughout the season. Other times, it's you know one one time you could bring them up, you can't bring anyone else down. Pork, what about you?
2: I'm I'm going to stash uh, McBride for the opposite reason of the Alexander Madison uh, situation. I'm not the biggest fan of him. He's been like the top handcuff for the past two, three years to have. And then when he gets the opportunity, he doesn't uh, perform like you said. So with Dalvin Cook getting traded, uh, possibly, I don't believe in Alexander Madison. So I think I kind of believe in McBride.
0: You know, I will say everyone makes fun of me for liking crappy running backs. Alexander Madison, Keyshawn Vaughn, those are big Garrett Price guys right there. They haven't done much in the NFL, so maybe I'm not so bad at this, but that's okay. You don't have to like all the same players that we do, and I'll tell you why. Because the best move you can make before your rookie draft is getting yourself a copy of the first ever Dynasty Rewind Rookie Draft Guide. In this guide, you'll gain access to our film grades, player insights, and Dynasty Outlooks for every player we believe will be fantasy relevant this year and beyond. Additionally, you'll get access to several written pieces such as things you need to know before you draft, draft trends and strategies, rookie sleepers, rookies to draft at your own risk, our guys, and a 2024 rookie preview courtesy of our very own Nate, the Professor Christian. You receive over 70 pages of beautiful content set right to your phone, computer, or tablet. So check it out today at payhip.com forward slash tiny rewind. Price has been lowered. And you could also buy yourself a Express Audit and Rookie Draft Console while you're there. And then uh, patreon.com forward slash one. Just sign your paycheck over to me. I'm kidding. <laughs> but seriously, check out our draft guide. It is fantastic. It is beautiful. Lots of hard work went into it. And got news for you guys. It's going to get even better
1: next year. Yes, it is. I'm already excited.
0: Me too. Me too. You, I am, but... It's a lot of work. Too. <laughs> it was a lot of freaking work, everybody. I will say that. All right, Nate, the guy you're stashing, I kind of thought about. I watched yeah. film on him, and he was the guy that I'd heard some buzz about before the draft. So I kind of had it in my mind, like, I want to watch film on this dude. And then when he went to the Ravens as UDFA, I'm like, I need to pay attention to him. But what, since I kind of spoiled it a little bit for I you, did. why don't you tell us about your last stash?
1: Yeah, uh, Ravens, UDFA here, Keaton Mitchell out of ECU, currently 65th in the rookie rankings on keep trade cut, which means you can pick him up in the waivers after your rookie draft. Literally costs nothing to pick up. You can probably put a $0 claim in for him tonight and pick him up tomorrow morning. So Keaton Mitchell, why do you want this guy who wasn't drafted, you know, undrafted running backs? They don't have a history of doing much, but there's opportunity. And there's a reason to stash Keaton Mitchell. One, the Ravens lack running back depth. And we've seen injuries hit that team plenty, but they lack depth just in general because Dobbins is on the final year of his contract. Gus Edwards is on the final year of his contract. And both of these guys have had their share of injuries recently. So while I believe Dobbins did to have a very good year this year, I don't know if Gus is coming back the same. Um, so there is opportunity there. Also, Justice Hill is there on a two-year deal, but costs nearly nothing to cut after this season. And Justice Hill, at the end of the day, he is a great special teams player for the Ravens, but he does not get on the field very much out of the backfield. So Keaton Mitchell, the Ravens have a history of UDFAs making the team. Up until 2020, they had 16 consecutive years of a UDFA making the active roster. Um, So they are willing to invest in UDFAs. And Keaton Mitchell, in general, or more specifically, son of NFL defensive back Anthony Mitchell, who played on the Ravens Super Bowl squad um, in their first Super Bowl. So NFL bloodlines to the Ravens here. The connection is there. They have some extra reason maybe to put them on the active roster at the end of the day or keep them up and down between the practice squad. Mitchell was very productive at ECU. 1,400 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns in his last season, 7.2 yards per carry. We're talking about a playmaker at the running back position. And with the Ravens offense this year, with Todd Munkin coming in, Keaton Mitchell, with that speed, with that explosiveness, could fit the bill to give them something that J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards just don't have at the moment. And Justice Hill doesn't have either. Both all three of those guys are coming off lower body injuries over the past two years, and they don't have the explosion that they used to have. Keaton Mitchell does 4.37, 40 yard dash. He's a little small at five foot eight, one eighty, but he fits a role of a explosive back that the Ravens can get the, get a couple touches. And if there's a spot start that gets out there, because Hey, we've seen the Ravens start a lot of running backs over the last couple of years. Yeah. Keaton Mitchell is going to be one of the guys to have the first chance at that opportunity. Um, over. 2,900 scrimmage yards and 24 touchdowns over the last two years. He was very productive at ECU. He has good opportunity here with the Ravens. He's a guy I'm picking up on waivers in my deep league, stashing at the end of my bench, not necessarily in the taxi squad. Like I said, I don't like putting running backs in the taxi squad. But at worst, this is a guy that I think is going to have some hype at some point, whether it's because of injuries or because of just lack of depth or some special play that he's going to make. You might be able to flip them for a late third, a fourth rounder. If you can make that happen, that's what you want out of these guys. We're picking off the waivers. We're picking up at the end of the rounds. We're not looking for guys that are going to be on our team for the next three years and be productive. That is unlikely to happen. But if we can find guys we can flip for future draft capital in the third, fourth round, maybe if we have a third round we pick up, we can flip them for a second round. That's how we continue to build a dynasty in fantasy football.
0: I think he's everything the Ravens wanted Tyler Beatty to be. Yeah. To be honest exactly. with you, I'm definitely stashing, watching his film. His lateral cuts are just absolutely insane. He's just different than anything that the Ravens have on the roster. Yep. Because he's healthy. But you know, he's just a different type of runner. And hey, you know, guys like this, they go to a team with a good situation, even if they don't make a team and they show out in uh preseason, they get picked up somewhere. And I think this is a guy that will have a roster spot and an opportunity somewhere. Definite stash for me. Pork, what about you?
2: Yes, a definite stash, if, especially if he's free. And mm-hmm. this might be one of the uh, instance where you see him pop off in the preseason, and then you can sell him there because they might think, you know, if a small injury gets hurt, you can um, sell him for a pick for the following year, just for you know, just for a quick flash in the pan. And hopefully, he does something during the season that would even be better. Maybe it's something that Justin Hill was supposed, Justice Hill, was supposed to be because he was getting all the the That's Darren Sproles type of. Um, type of hype that he did not get
0: another guy too if you want to stash UDFA, denaric prince uh out of tulsa going to the kin city chiefs i mean look at what they did with the seventh round running back last year again not getting drafted anywhere throw a fab buck at him and he's one of those guys if you get some camp hype you got a chiefs fan in your league
1: bye. so turn a mm-hmm. one
0: turn one fab dollar into a fourth round pick
2: yeah. All right, so
0: let's move on. And pork, a little surprised when I saw this guy on here. You're gonna to have to make your case, you're gonna to have to make it real strong.
2: Yeah, that's fine, fine mean? by me. I'm actually going to talk about a smaller running back than Nate had. It was <laughs> five, eight, five, eight, and it's Deuce Vaughn for me. Um, I understand he was in the Big 12 and he went against you know inferior competition, but he's going to the Cowboys, which just has. Um Tony Pollard on the team, pretty much. And I understand it's Tony Pollard and Malik Davis. I'm not even going to mention Ronald Jones because he can't catch for hell. He got Rock for him. Rico hands,
1: Dowdle. Man. Rico. That's right, <laughs> I'm, Mike.
2: Come on. Yeah. Rico Doddle got all his chances. And believe me, I was on that train too. Rico Dowdle was, was not it. Was not. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely on the Rico Dowdle train. Mm. But he 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 wasn't it. But Um, Currently, he's the 12th running back going um, in the draft class via DLF. I know he's short as hell, but he was extremely productive there. And When he got the ball, he's able to uh, make people miss um, in the open field. But his full production, he played 37 games in college, 651 rushing attempts, 3,604 yards, 5.5 yards for carry, and 34 rushing touchdowns. And as a running back, I like to see those. But also, when we're getting into um, PPR formats and we're talking about how we want um, our new running backs to be able to catch the ball of the backfield, this guy's had 116 receptions and 1,200 yards in 37 games played, which is 11 yards per catch. I, I kind of want that. You know, we kind of laugh. We kind of laugh at these types of running backs, but we have to start to realize these guys are going to be very valuable on our teams eventually. Mike always made the joke about, hey, pick up JD McKissick while he's cheap. He's getting you fancy points, and then he rode you all the way to a championship. is going to be, I think, Deuce Vaughn, I understand, again, how small he is, but if he has that profile, catching the ball, the backfield, and making people miss, and getting being very productive um, from week to week, it's going to be the Tony Pollard and a Deuce Vaughn show. Again, I'm not going to trust I'm not trusting Malik Davis, I'm not trusting Ronald Jones to take any of those carries away. Um, also, he had the same pedigree of his dad drafting him. So if his dad's on the team, he's gonna get some playing time, obviously. <laughs> and I know he's gonna have to prove it when he's out there, but the guy's a dog. You seen you seen the guy um make people miss in Kansas State, um, and, and do what he has to do. Um, and he yep. he i know we always try to find that next darren sproles the guy kind of looks like darren sproles this time i know he's he's a little bit smaller but he he's making people he's making people miss i i'm going to take him late i think it's like maybe late third early fourth um as a stash and see we would see what he does i know the height and the, the smallness makes him um not pleasing to some fantasy players. But if, if he's able to produce out of the backfield, I can I can take that and run with it. I don't think Pollard is going to get all them touches, and again, he's on the franchise tag too. I'm not saying that Deuce Vaughn is going to be the the lead back next year, but mm-hmm. Tony Pollard is on the franchise tag as well. He's going to try to ball out, and they're going to burn him out. But he's not going to get again. He's not going to get a hundred percent of the touches. Yes. They're they're not going to bring back Ezekiel Elliott. So I think I think Deuce Vaughn is going to be a guy that's going to be able to produce. Um, for your fancy teams this year.
0: Well, it looks like we have our first disagreement of the show. The only Dallas Cowboys running back I want is named Tony Pollard. I'm going to stay away from everybody else because the fact of the matter is, Pork, I do not want the smaller version of Donnell Pumphrey (laughs) on my roster. (laughs) Pumphrey's stunk. At that point, I'll take Stetson Bennett. I'll take Will Mallory. Mm -hmm. I'll take a Mm -hmm. guy that I think when they get in a game, can actually take a hit from an NFL player and not just be dead. I I mean, here's the thing. If that team tries to run him up the middle against the Eagles, what's Jordan Davis going to do against him? What's James (laughs) Bradbury going to do to this man in the open field?
1: And then there's other guys that – Deuce Vaughn looked pretty good against Alabama, I'm just going to say. Alabama's
0: not the NFL. I understand that everyone likes the SEC, but it's just different. You know what I mean? And I get it. I understand it. I'm going to disagree. I'm just going to focus elsewhere, and I will let Deuce Vaughn get drafted by someone else. In this case, that would be Pork. Um, But Nate, what about you? Stashing or passing?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, if Deuce is somehow in my waivers, I'm I'm going to pick him up and stash him, but I'm not drafting him anywhere. Um, I'm not not willing to spend my draft capital on Deuce Vaughn. Uh, The odds are just against him, and I'd rather draft one of the wide receivers or tight ends in this draft class.
0: All right, there you go. So Nate is also passing on smaller Donnell Pomphrey. Um, <laughs> all right. So we got one more, and then we're going to do a quick round of stash or pass. Um, my last one is Xavier Hutchinson, who was drafted by the Houston Texans. So he's currently going at the 410, again, using DLS May ADP. That's player number 46 at wide receiver 16 off the board. Listen to the Texans' wide receiver depth. Okay, Nico Collins, who we've been waiting for for how many years now? John Mechie, healthy, but we haven't seen him play it. Robert Woods, Father Time, he's definitely showing it. We got Noah Brown, Amari Rogers, and Tank Dell. Those are the other guys, the other notable receivers. I'm hoping that he builds an early rapport with CJ Stroud. Maybe teaches him how to read while he's there. By the way, the CJ Stroud memes after he was drafted were just. Oh, man. Freaking hilarious! Awful. But the fact that they no, oh, come on, don't even. You know that they were great pork. They were. Yeah, you you know that they were great. So I'm bringing up the ADP right here. So again, uh, he was. Oh no, I lost my spot here. Good job, Mike. So he was a player number 46 going off the board. So he's going around the legs. I mean, look at what's coming after him. Okay, we got Chris Rodriguez, Parker Washington, who you like. But the Jacksonville Jaguars have a really crowded wide receiver room. All of a sudden going ahead of Dorian Thompson-Robinson, E.T. Perry, Trey Palmer, Mohammed Ibrahim, Jaron Hall, Kenny McIntosh. I mean, there's some guys there. There's going to be a guy that we're talking about a little bit later, but there aren't really many guys going after him that I'd rather have than Xavier Hutchinson, and he's a little bit different. You know, he's one of the bigger wide receivers in the class. Clicking on his player profile to get his exact height, but uh, he
1: is... All. Way to be prepared, Mike. Yeah, jeez well, well, Mike, talk like, about I'm, me. Yeah, I'm like, jeez.
2: I'm gonna have
0: it right here. Uh, and we'll be good. <laughs> here we go. We'll, let's click on bio. Uh, oh, he played at Iowa State. That is a fantastic bio. Uh, DLF, come on, get it together. I believe he's six foot three, if memory serves me correctly. So he's one of the bigger wide receivers in the class. I don't know why he slipped. I think, um, I personally think he should have been drafted a little higher, but he wasn't. So scoop up the value pork stashing passing what
2: are you doing I am going to stash on Xavier Hudson I'm actually a big fan uh, I scouted a little bit of him last year um, his only issue I had with him was his separation um, at the top of his routes at the stem um, but I think it's something that he improved on the following season um, I think with tech like the Texans that depth chart it's open it's open season so go win Go in and, and, and get some get some uh get some snaps get some receptions, and do that do that thing. He's gonna do that thing up there. So I'm definitely stashing.
0: He's gonna do that thing at six foot two is his official. There you go. <laughs> Nate, how about you?
1: Yeah, you know I love I love Hutchinson. I've been on him for a couple of years now. Um, so I'm definitely stashing him. You know where he's being valued right now. Uh, he has an op- it's an open depth chart there. Honestly, at the sure. end of the day, um, so there's there is opportunity there. Yeah,
0: they also do have. Uh, just to clarify, they also have in camp: uh, Jalen Camp, Steve Sims, Johnny Johnson III, Jesse Matthews, Alex mm-hmm. Bachman, and Jared Wayne. Oh, my North god! Their depth chart is bad. <laughs> wolf, it's yeah, gonna be a, a big wolf. One. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, so let's move on, and we are going to do a quick round of stash or pass. So the first one, he was a UDFA of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His May ADP, and again, this is all DLF's ADP. It's as current as I could get it, is the 409, and that is Sean Tucker. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to stash Sean Tucker, especially at the value. He's uh, like the late fourth round for a running back that could be the RB2, possibly for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, stashing pork
2: definitely a stash especially at that value at the 409 that's kind of outrageous because it's it's a throwaway pick if, if he does good he's mm-hmm. fine if he doesn't you just cut him sorry sorry about your health bro but it is what it is
0: do the thing what me what about
2: you
1: yeah i'm gonna stash sean tucker i've been picking him up in a couple different places because you can pick him up with a, a draft pick that you're not going to worry about burning if sean tucker doesn't work out
0: for sure. Um, all right. So Shane Stiking gets his guy. Round five, pick one seventy six, and that is Evan Hall from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. AADP is the four hundred three. Nate, where well, we're going to wrap it around with you. What are you doing with Evan Hall?
1: I like Evan Hall. Uh, I like other guys around his area there. Like I would actually take Sean Tucker um, over Evan Hall because I'm shooting for the upside there with the fourth round pick. But I do think Evan Hall is going to be sticking around for a while. So I think if you find him um, a little bit later in the fourth round. I'm picking him up, but otherwise I'm gonna pass on him at the 403 ADP.
0: Yeah, Evan Hall's going ahead of Dwayne McBride, Stetson Bennett, Sean Tucker, and Xavier Hutchinson, all guys I would rather stash over him. So I would pass on him at that value. Pork, what about you?
2: I'm gonna pass him as well. Um, I kind of don't really believe in his talent at the next level. Um he's he's a good runner, but he just seems a guy that's just gonna be a career backup to me. And at the 403, I'm just not I'm not here for it.
0: I think we are all going to be in agreement on this next one. I was mad that he was put down here because I wanted to wax poetically about my man, Charlie Jones, fourth round pick. That's pick number 131 of the Cincinnati Bengals, the perceived Tyler Boyd replacement. His ADP is the 509. So he's almost not even drafted, which is insane. If you watch his college tape, I'm stashing Charlie Jones. I'm going to be proud about it. I'm going to tell my wife about it. She is not going to care, and I'm going to tell her twice just to make sure that she heard me, just like I keep asking her if she likes my new glasses until she says I love them. I'm stashing Charlie Jones. Nate, what about
2: you?
1: Yeah, I had a day two great on Charlie Jones. I'm going to be picking him up here in the fifth round. Uh, not only is he talented, but we see a pathway to opportunity. you got to pick him up in the fifth round.
2: For mm-hmm. sure.
0: And if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I understand that you have Jamar Chase, and I understand that you have T. Higgins, But I'm going to put Charlie Jones lined up right against Joey Porter and go, he did it to you when you were at Penn State. He's going to do it to you again. I mean, Charlie Jones is
1: probably the wide receiver one there by the end of the season, I would
0: say. All right. Nate, I got one for you. Charlie Jones or
1: Isaiah Hodgins? Here we go. Uh, oh, Charlie Jones. Charlie, oh, Jones. Hey. So Charlie Jones could just destroy Isaiah Hodgins. If they had some kind oh, of Charlie. one-on-one wide receiver why are you, matchup. Why are you doing this? You I don't know if that's possible, today. but...
2: Don't do this to Zach right now. It, he's going to be pissed. Game over, man. Charlie.
0: Zach deserves it. Pork, what are you, I'm taking Charlie Jones in that matchup as well. <laughs> Pork, what are you doing with Charlie Jones? Stashing, passing... Charlie,
2: Charlie Jones is only... ADP is only at 509 because he's a white receiver. It's outrageous. The guy is good. <laughs> he should not be at no 509 i'm definitely i'm definitely stashing because i would i would take him in the third round to be honest yeah yeah i mean
0: honestly if he was available and like let's say my last pick was the third round pick i would gladly burn my third round on it and you know it's one of well you never know right um i've seen stranger things and yeah if not just the show but stranger things and happen to drop anyway um I think if he would have had another, at least one more season at Purdue like he did last year, even if it wasn't as good, completely different ball game here. We really had that one good season. But, hey, kids, when you commit to Buffalo and then Iowa, where receivers yeah. go to die, these are the things that happen. So I mentioned him a little. What the hell was that?
2: <laughs> That's where did they you, go to die. That's the other thing. you have a
0: stroke? Oh, my God. Yeah, a little that was bit. Terrible. Anyway. <laughs> brenton strange it's hard to think of a second round draft pick as a possible stash but i mean this is the the nfl tells you titans matter the fantasy analysts say nay but brenton strange round two pick 61 of the jacksonville jaguars his adp is the 408 um you know just bringing the adp back up and at the 408 yeah you know he's a little bit ahead of sean tucker but maybe sean tucker gets drafted somehow beforehand these things could happen you know, Nate, you said that you would take him instead of a guy like Evan Hall. So if I was in league with Nate, he'd take Sean Tucker. If Brenton Strange is there in a tight end premium, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stash him. Pork, what about you?
2: Um, I'm stashing Brenton Strange for a couple of reasons. One, um, I like this film. And two, Evan Ingram is on a franchise tag. Yep. Um, if they don't re-sign him, I think Strange can be a, per, a great uh, uh, fill-in for his year, too. And then it'd be a great year three breakout. I love this film. So he's definitely a stash for that.
0: For sure. Nate, what about you?
1: At this value, I'm going to stash him because he's a day two pick going to a Doug Peterson offense. Evan Ingram's on a uh, franchise tag. Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback. There's no other court, tight ends to back up Ingram other than Strange. And the day two draft capital. Second round draft capital. Yeah, I'm stashing him. All my tight end teams, come on. give me. I, I got taxi squads. Full of tight ends, Mike.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you so do. Does, and... So does Mike. I do.
0: I do. Probably most of them could be cut. Hey, Luke Farrell is there too, man. Let's not. Well. It's not. All no. right. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Just not. <laughs> As is Garrett Prince, Leonard Taylor, and Samus Reyes. Um, last one, you know, he's kind of getting drafted all over the place. His ADP is the 308. Zach Evans who was a six-round pick. Picked 215. I had him because kind of going all over the place in some of the drafts and mocks that I've done, he's one of our show favorites, just like Drake London. Yeah. Unlike Drake London, who we don't hate to play we hate to value, we kind of think Zach Evans sucks. But if he has a chance, if there's one place that he could be pretty decent, I think it's the Los Angeles Rams with the Sean McVay system, with the fact that for whatever reason, Sean McVay just hates players like Cam Akers and Jared Goff. You think Shani's doghouse is bad? I think. I, I think doghouse is even worse so at the 308 let me bring back up my adp here uh at the 308 where did you go this is making for some absolute night man great radio zach evans so he's going ahead of players like deuce Vaughn, who i said i wouldn't stash before i would take zach evans over darnell washington tank bell and here here's a guy i would probably take over him luke schoonmacher and then there's not many other guys because a guy like Dwayne McBride, I like him. I think the path for Zach Evans to be relevant is much clearer than the Dwayne McBride. And then there's just some guys like Sean Tucker, kind of a toss up there. But if you take um, Zach Evans to the third round and then you can get Sean Tucker in the fourth and you can get both. So I'm going to stash him at that price. I don't hate him at the back of the end of the third round, considering what's going on there. Nate.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to pass on Zach Evans at the 308. But if you're telling me you can pick him up in the middle of the fourth round, if you can pick him up in the middle of the fourth round, and you play in a league where trades happen somewhat often, mm-hmm. I would say pick up Zach Evans in the fourth round because there's going to be a point this season you could flip him for a third. Because Cam Akers is not not going to be the guy, and mm-hmm. I, I, knowing that Zach Evans is going to have hype, he's going to have an opportunity. I don't think he's going to fulfill that opportunity, and I don't think the, the future running back of the Rams is on that roster right now. But really? if you can pick up Zach Evans in the fourth, you can almost guarantee yourself you can put him for a third in your league later this season.
0: I guess you're forgetting about Kyron Williams, Ronnie Rivers, and Tyon Evans.
2: Ronnie Rivers, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't even call that running back class, that running back group mid. They're not even mid, man. Mid. A yeah. I, don't Below know, miss.
0: I don't know what that means. Uh, pork, are you going to stash him or what say ye?
2: I'm going to pass on Zach Evans. I think it's more of the player and not the value for me. I just don't like, I wasn't a big fan of his film. Um, I know, understand the value part. Like when they said, if it's, if he's available, like in the late fourth, mid fourth, I'll take him, find somebody that likes him and I can flip him. If, again, I, I I don't mind making trades in the preseason when stuff like that happens. He had a hundred yard game because he had an eighty yard run for a touchdown. I will trade him the bearded shotgun. because He's a Rams fan. Here you go, third round pick. Call it a day, uh, yep. and it's out of here. But for that value, it's a it's a heck no for me, sir.
0: All right. On this island, I shall stand alone. I guess I'm the Zach Evans truther now.
1: Oh man, oh <laughs> how gross. the mighty have fallen. Oh no, right. Boy. Um, I do want to
0: also say that I pointed out to Nate the other day, Stetson Bennett, has been in college for six years and has yet to graduate. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> I could graduate in six years from the University of Georgia. and Didn't come to, to school,
2: play school, man. Well, maybe he can't read. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, then he would have went to Ohio State. <laughs> oh, That's where the case. <laughs> hmm. All right. But, hey, if you can read, and you want to hang out with more of the rerun crew you can sign up for our patreon patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind please pick up our draft guide payhip.com forward slash dinosaur rewind lots of great stuff check all that out going to a game or are you a swifty and you want to see a taylor swift concert seek use the promo code dinosaur rewind for 20 dollars off your first ticket purchase do it up that's a good deal gotta save when you can want to play some basketball they're very on dan rosier Underdog fantasy doing a 100 match on your first positive up to 100 dollars. Use the promo code Rewind, all one word, all caps. And until next time, everybody. For Phil, Porkman, Simmons, Nate, Christian. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.